We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Jeremy White and Sneaky Joe DiBiase. You've got to get a nickname, and if your name is a nickname, then they got to extend it. What are the Sabres nicknames? Saves. Nobody on earth says saves. I can't deal with another person trying to tell me that people don't say saves. Nobody says, who says saves? Do you say saves? Yes, people say saves. I've never heard you say saves. The saves? Yes. Jeremy White. People are saying saves. How many, like five people? Five million people say saves. I hear more people call them the swords than call them the saves. That is the biggest lie that's ever (laughs) been told on these airwaves. Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Matt in Buffalo. What's up, Matt? Tell them what's up, Matt. Me and my friends all the time will say, what are you doing for the saves game? Nobody calls it the swords whatsoever. Absolutely. (laughs) No one calls it the saves. Matt, I'm not saying you're the best caller in show history, but you're top five. On WGR. The saves game. Saves. You need to be hanging out with more people. Sports Radio 550. Hey, the Sabes won last night. Comeback win. You yeah. you know how I knew the first way I found out they won? Because I was that? asleep. It was a 10-30 game. I didn't stay up with the whole thing. Uh, is when I saw that the head coach of the Kings called the game an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, losing to the Sabres yep. might uh, qualify as that. Yeah. yeah, it's like a players-only meeting level loss. I mean, all due respect to the Sabres. A lot of teams out there are going to lose to them and say, like, well, how did that happen? Especially with a lead. The Kings mm. had a lead in that game, and uh, Paterka and Quinn kind of led the Sabres back. I kind of watched it as it happened in the very short, condensed version this morning and saw that it got to 3-1 to one and almost did what most people even staying up late probably would have done, which is at 3-1. Like, should I turn the condensed version of the game off? Because what are the odds they're going to come back here? And then they, they scored did. four unanswered. Yep. How about that? Well, good. Good sure. for them. Sure. Yeah. Right. Good. Good. Win's not bad. Right? I mean, what? we don't have to go there. <laughs> we don't, what? We don't have to. Is a win bad? No. Well, if you're, if you're wondering, they did uh, jump from the sixth pick to the seventh pick last night. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just saying. Right. You know? They're eight points away from the fifth pick. So they're not getting there. So there's really not, you know, there's, there's not, there's not no point in going down. Although, as I say that, they are, uh, you know, they're eight points from the fifth pick. They are also what here? They're two points from the fifteenth pick. Somehow, yeah, it's not good. So that's point percentage. I can't, I can't get to caring about draft order though. Obviously, all right, all right, that's fine. That's 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 fine. They scored goals last night. They're I gonna have. That's, that's what I, I care about. They scored. They actually scored some goals. They're gonna have a top ten pick, right? Maybe we'll see. Like you just said, like it, it's, it's not that close. much difference between sixth and twelfth. But yeah, they're yeah. in the uh, they're in the Leotis McKelvin uh, stage of their drought. Yes, that's right. The right? Mar- the Marshawn McKelvin, uh, Dante Whitner, Lee Evans. Yeah. All, all the times the Bills picked between eight and thirteen. Yeah, that's the phase of that's the that's this phase of the drought. Yep, I think that's right. Which means we've got a ways to go still. <laughs> Unfortunately, could be right. Jeremy and Joe. Hey, good morning. It is uh, Thursday. 
January 25th. It's foggy out there. Driving in, I was listening to Aaron Minkowski speaking with uh, Brian and Susan, mm-hmm. and they basically said it's going to be foggy through the weekend, all the way to Saturday, because it's going to be warm. And There's a lot of snow on the ground. A lot of matters. snow melt. Yeah. There's going to be flooding through Saturday. So best of luck to everybody out there, whether it's you know your basement or if it's uh, you live near a creek. It's uh, going to be wet for a while. We had five days of being able to let the dogs outside, and we're right back to, oh boy, yeah, it's a mess, total mess out there. We we have to you know keep an eye on the dog or just make sure he's on a leash. He normally would be anyway, because I guess because of all the snow and maybe because of like the the flooding that's happening in some areas. We uh, saw a tweet from the town of Tonawanda yesterday. Hey, keep an eye out. There are uh, there's an increase in reports of coyotes. Oh, out there. It said, keep an eye on your dog when they're outside, small dogs especially. I don't know what qualifies as a small I dog. Say, I think my dog's probably fine, but... Your dog might be a big takedown for a coyote. I, I think so. He's like 40 pounds. Yeah. So, it, it would be a job. That's right. That'd have to be a pretty big coyote. Or a couple coyotes, maybe. Do they pat, Do they hunt in packs, like wolves? And Josh, they're, they're, Josh is uh, nodding yes. Yeah, he's from North Collins, they're so gonna, I might want to trust gonna be, him on that. They're going to be pack animals. Are they hunters? Or are they more scavengers? It it kind of depends on like what their level going of desperation after. is too. Yeah, like I mean, like they'll. I know that they usually go after like pheasants and rabbits and things like that. Right. But like that's like much smaller than a coyote. Like hmm. a forty pound dog would be quite the task for even it, like a couple coyotes. Okay. So the, the internet's telling me that they are uh, they're very social animals. They don't necessarily hunt in packs though. Right. I mean, I'm seeing they don't even form packs but live in family groups. Okay. Okay. Which maybe means that, they're together but when they uh Right. That's yeah. Maybe that's why there's so many sports teams named Wolf Pack and only one named Coyotes that I can think of because you know, they don't they're not really as tight it, as yeah. wolves. It is Coyotes though. It's not Coyote. True. <laughs> They're going to be the Utah Coyotes, by the way, in, uh, in, Utah. A, in a couple of days. Here we go with Utah. Yeah, Utah. Are they going to make the playoffs before the Sabres do? I, I actually have a fun game. Get stupid? I, have a, I have a fun game for the Salt Lake City hockey team okay. when, when that when that time comes around. Okay. But I, I want to. I don't know if you have something you want to start with. I was going to get to Jim Harbaugh right off the bat. I feel like that's the most could, That's the biggest news in the sport yeah. yesterday. So I was looking into Harbaugh because it's one thing that, whatever, we all have our own ways that we process the offseason or in season, I tend to be, in terms of following the Bills, watching the Bills, I'm always nervous about other teams catching them and other teams gaining ground on them, right? This, a good example of this would be Miami, how you've been mostly dismissive of Miami, and that's not wrong. They haven't formed a huge challenge yet. They always lose to the Bills. They mm. blew a lead this year. Meanwhile, I'm over here constantly worried about Miami because I think they've got something right finally, which is their coach. And if it's the Chargers and Justin Herbert, or if it's C.J. Stroud, all of a sudden I think like, oh man, C.J. Stroud, what if the Texans finish ahead of the Bills next year? Mm-hmm. To me, that doesn't sound crazy anymore. No. And how crazy... They made it the same round. That's right. And how crazy would it be for the Chargers to be better than the Bills next year? How crazy would it be? Let me start here. Mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh has a better resume than Sean McDermott. Mm-hmm. And it's not particularly close maybe it's close he only coached it's, just, it's a shorter amount of time it is he right. coached for four years yeah he made the super bowl in those four years in his first year with san francisco jim harbaugh went 13 and 3 with alex smith yeah he yeah. went to the super bowl with colin kaepernick his worst season 
was eight and eight, and then he left and went to college and won a national championship. Yeah, he made in those four in four years he made it to three conference championship games, and McDermott's been to one. And this is going into year eight. Yeah, so and he made it to three yeah. with what at quarterback? I mean. He like Alex, pretty good, right? Pretty sure, good. Alex not Smith, not elite franchise guy. No, but. but before Alex Smith got there, he was whatever. Before Harbaugh got to Alex Smith, Alex Smith was an afterthought, and Harbaugh turned that around big time, and of course turned Colin Kaepernick into a nice player that eventually got you know pushed out of the sport for political reasons. But Harbaugh has never had a quarterback like Justin Herbert, never. Yeah, and he jumps in now, a guy that has had multiple conference championship appearances and a Super Bowl appearance and he gets Justin Herbert and the fifth pick. Yeah. So he'll just roll out Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, and what, Malik Neighbors and start winging the ball all over the field. In his three years, there's a couple different things to look at. In his three years as head coach of the Niners before that eight and eight season, the Niners finished in point differential, ranked in the top four every single time. Mm-hmm. Like that he was good. He was a really good head coach right away. And I would fully expect him to be a really good coach right away again. That's one of those teams, though, where they're kind of remind me of the Niners now, where like every position had like an elite talent at it. That that those Niners teams, right? Like that's Patrick Willis, okay, right? And um, who's the who's the the big ninety? Justin Smith at defensive end, who was like an All Pro. Like that defense was great too, but. I mean, to his credit, I mean a Navarro he, Bowman in here. Navarro Bowman, Remember him, yeah. He, he also was had good. Dante Whitner. Okay, but let's no, do No, I remember that because he, he made some bad plays in the Super Bowl that, that cost them. Let's do it with the offense. Okay. Who do they have in the offense? Well, I, I was going to get to uh, tell me who they have otherwise, but like the job he did was turn Alex Smith into like a reasonable starting quarterback in the league from... He was a massive bust before oh, that. Yeah. Massive bust. And Kaepernick, you know, of course, saw his best play under him too. So... Other than him, I mean, they had Frank Gore, right? Frank Gore, Ted Ginn Jr. is a wide receiver I, on that team. I know, I know, off the top of my head that one of their starting receivers in that Super Bowl was Randy Moss, but like really old, old. Randy Moss. It's, yeah. it's like this. This is a team. Okay, this is kind of fun for the Niners. Oh, um, Crabtree, Michael right? Crabtree, Michael Crabtree, right? Yeah. So the 2012 San Francisco 49ers yeah. made a Super Bowl with. An offensive cast that no one would really think is all that good. Michael Crabtree, you just mentioned. He's, and he was pretty good. He wasn't, like, he amazing. Was, he was okay. Yeah. Frank Gore, Michael Crabtree, Booby Dixon. Hey, Booby Dixon. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Mario Manningham, Ted Ginn Jr. That's your receiver. Uh, v- Vernon Davis, maybe, a tight yeah, end. that's right. I'm Might be the best player. I'm also seeing a receiver named Kyle Williams. Randy mm-hmm. Moss, Delaney Walker, A.J. Jenkins. Like, yeah, it, we're not talking. We're not talking. Like, no. Yeah. We're talking... A coach. He, he can coach. And will they be able to ch- challenge Mahomes right away? It's a big ta- task, right? If you're the if you're the Chiefs, chances are you don't believe it's ever going to happen. And, you know, as you started to lay out the challenge in front of him, I thought about it as the biggest challenge is it's the Chargers. A great coach yeah. going head-to-head against Chargering. Mm-hmm. The Chargers are a perennial disappointment. Every year they're a sexy, trendy pick, and then they're terrible. And they go from Brandon Staley, who might have been one of the worst coaches in football, to Jim Harbaugh, who might immediately be top five. Is that saying too much? I, maybe How, I might be okay. saying too How much. How many coaches would you I, take ahead of Harbaugh? 
Right Jim, now? Yeah, right now I had a Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I'm going to get to a lot. Of, does he call plays, by the way? Because I don't think he does that, right? Like, he's, he, what is, what am, what am I getting from him? He's a C, he's like a CEO, right? Sure. Of my, of my company. Sure. I don't know that I'm getting the, the master schematic guy. I, I think, you know, maybe I'm mis- misrepresenting him in that way. Maybe. But I think of him as more of a CEO. So who would I take ahead of him? I mean, I, I'll take Mike McDaniel over him. I'd take... you take the Dolphins coach over Jim Harbaugh? I would take the Dolphins coach over Jim Harbaugh. I would take Kyle Shanahan over Jim Harbaugh. I would take Andy Reid over Jim Harbaugh. Okay, we're at three. All right. I would take... What about his brother? I would take his brother, I think. What is he giving me that's different than his brother? A better record of success. Even though John Harbaugh's had a lot of success, that's not fair. Yeah, that's not right. He, that's not right. Did he, did he walk away, though, before he was about to get, you know, average? Well, I mean. What happened he, there? Like, he, he it was 8-8, eight and eight, and then he was gone. And, eight, like, eight. what if he had stayed for another three years? Would his record be more, you know, evened out? He didn't stay long enough for it to get evened out. That depends. Does he get Justin Herbert? Because that's the thing. Well, no, he, I know. Gets, that's, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm very much respecting that threat. And I maybe they could dethrone the Chiefs finally in the division. Yeah. But other coaches I would take over him automatically. Does, does it have to be you would take him over Sean McDermott? Again, like what am I getting that is so different between the two? Like it's culture stuff, right? It's, I, I, I don't, don't know. What is he coming in and fixing for the Chargers? Well, with the, I think what you're fixing is offense. I think that's what he knows what to do. That's what he knows how to do. He went to he went to San Francisco and let me let me pull up like their point. I have point differential. I'll pull up their offensive rankings in the years that he was there because what you're getting might be yeah a here we go. Where do they rank in points? His first three years they ranked 11th in points and defense they ranked in top, the top three in points against. To to round out by the way, you just needed a list in front of me. The other like offensive coaches I would take ahead of him. I take Matt Lafleur ahead of him. I take Sean McVay ahead of him, and I'd probably, I might even, might even take Dan Campbell. Wow, listen to this guy, Dan Campbell. The man's going for it on every fourth down. Dan you gotta, gotta respect that. We'll see how Dan Campbell does without Ben Johnson. Yeah, he could still be good. Isn't yeah, could. isn't Campbell a CEO? Yes, he he's he's the same thing, right? Yeah. But but like he's he's. You know, I guess Harbaugh's four years are infinitely more successful than Campbell's, uh, even though he's playing this Sunday. But, you know, like that that's the territory he's in for me. Like, he's the CEO stuff. Um, you know, he's going to have to bring in the right offensive coach. He's going to have to bring in the right defensive coach. I, I think are you, are he's, you, his offense, you're, like, you're probably right. His offense is going to be great, especially with Justin Herbert at the helm. The, the bigger fix they really have is that their defense has been horrible and is old and expensive. Yep. So, but on that front, I don't care as much about that. So if he can fix the offense, I expect the Chargers to be a great team. Yeah, me too. What does he have to do to fix that offense, though? Because Herbert's already great. You don't have, There's no reclamation project. There's no Alex Smith. Like, oh, you're showing up as Niners coach, and you got this giant first overall bust at quarterback. <laughs> Let's see if you can fix that. Like, this is you're, you're just getting gifted an elite co- talent at quarterback. And pretty much, you just have to do the right stuff around him, right? Maybe the thing that he does, the CEO portion of it, is build a defense, uh, an actual good defense, because the Chargers try to do that with Brandon Staley, and it never really worked. And there are some stats, I don't have any like right next to me, but every time I see him, the number of times Justin Herbert has lost a game where they've scored 28, where he's put up the kind of points you would fully expect to win, mm-hmm. or he's given them a lead in the fourth quarter, or whatever, like... 
the Chargers defensively have been a mess with Herbert, and it's one of the reasons that his record stinks, and yet plenty of people think he's pretty darn good. So maybe it's defense that Harbaugh fixes. Would just also like to point out, though this is not uh, you know what the Chargers would be long-term, that it was in October 29th that Ian Rappaport reported that the NFL will not be a safe harbor for Michigan head coach <laughs> John, J- Jim Harbaugh from potential NCAA discipline. What does that even mean? I think that means if the NCAA was going to suspend him, then they they'll they'll do it for them. Wanna, they'll suspend them. Want to bet? I I don't know. Right, I don't bet that they'll follow through on it. They have done it on a much lower level before. I think with Jim Trussell, that example was pointed out in this article. Jim Trussell was in the NFL. He was like working as an assistant with the Colts okay. after he left Ohio State. That's... and then the NCAA punished Ohio State, and the NFL followed through and suspended Jim Trussell as a member of the Colts. Gotcha. But again, that's like assistant, right? You know, to yeah. me, that's that's not much. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, he, I did, he, I, he did already serve a suspension with Michigan, of course. Like that already two, did have two, two right. suspensions. And if there are more coming, I don't think there's any chance they they actually make the Chargers go without their head coach. I probably agree, agree with that too. That they're right. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to suspend him for what five games? No, because no way. Yeah, not going to take him away. Meanwhile, the Ravens and the Chargers play next year. So get ready Good. for the Harbaugh Bowl. I I heard John Harbaugh on a podcast um, a couple of days ago, and he really made it sound like, like in, in, in like you know a, a you know not a hundred percent serious way, not like a mean spirited way, but that they really do like have a brotherly rivalry. Yeah, and that Jim had it over him forever. That basically he was the better athlete, he was the quarterback in the National Football League, and John was like the assistant training coach, you know, in college, and John got him in the Super Bowl, and that that's been eating at Jim, and he was never going to not try to get back into the NFL to kind of even the score. That is awesome. And he's the big brother. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the little brother got me, and he's obsessed with, like, evening that score. Well, those two will play next year, head-to-head as head coaches. And if the Ravens don't win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. book it for week one. Because for week one? the game is in L.A. So if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, they're supposed to open at home. If the Ravens don't win the Super Bowl, they can open anywhere. Yeah. Wouldn't you book Chargers-Ravens for week one? Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. You might even yep. say, would the NFL make an exception and put the Ravens on the road? The last time the Ravens won the Super Bowl, they opened on the road. Because scheduling conflicts, there were baseball games... So the Ravens were a team that back in 2012 or whenever they won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they they opened on the road. I don't think they'd make them do that again. But I'll put a Twitter poll up on it. Do the Bills? Do the Chargers now have a better head coach than the Bills? Eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll talk about that with you. Does it, it does it have to? By the way, be a problem if they're great. Does it have to be? No, because they could you know help you knock around the Chiefs a little bit. That's that's what I mean. Like the Chiefs this year. We we just mentioned the Dolphins in passing that like the Dolphins, you know, they ha- the Bills have Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Their number, they at least pushed the Bills for the division this year. I mean, obviously, right to the final game of the season. They had a three-game lead before that. Nobody has put a scare like that into the Chiefs in six years. Yeah. Nobody has even put a scare into them. They don't have a Dolphins. They haven't had a Dolphins in their division. It always was supposed to be the Chargers. I think they are the biggest culprit for why Mahomes last week finally played his first road playoff game. I think it's the Chargers' fault because they found the quarterback. They're supposed to be the team that can challenge them. They're supposed to be the team that once every four years, once every five years, can win their division. Well, the Chiefs win maybe the other three or four. But they haven't even been able to come close. So if Harbaugh comes right in and makes them great, you know, again, I don't know if that has to be good for the Bills, but in one regard, yeah, make the Chiefs once in a while work not for it. Work for it. Yeah. yeah, be the sixth seed because your division is great, because you've got another elite team that you're going to be going head-to-head with, and that it's not going to be... You're going to see a lot of Mahomes and Brady and Chiefs and, and Patriots comparisons, I think, this week because they're in their sixth consecutive AFC Championship game. The Patriots never had a challenge in their division. And one thing from stopping the Chiefs from just having the same run of dominance the Patriots had would be, oh, you've actually got to deal with someone else that's good in your division. Yeah. eight zero three zero five fifty is our phone number if you want to vote in the Twitter poll. Do you think the Chargers now have a better head coach than the Bills? We can talk about you know all the little offshoots of it and take your – Phone calls on it as well. I'm getting a lot of tweets about saying that I'd rather have McDaniel than uh, than Harbaugh. I just want the great play callers. That's right. it. That's my that's my preference. I just want the best offensive play caller I could get to be my head coach. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's nuts to say. I like mean, McDaniel with Justin Herbert and the Chargers, I think would be awesome. Right. I'd expect them to be just as good offensively, if not better than the uh, than the Dolphins are. Right. Let's go to the phones. We'll connect with our fans early. Tony in Rochester called in early. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. I listen to you guys every day, and I love your show. Well, thank you. Thank um, you for being a part of it. You know, yeah. So, uh, with the offensive coordinator position, as you guys were talking about, you know, I love Joe Brady. I think he did a fantastic job trying to adapt, you know, Dorsey's scheme to his scheme this year. Um, but with the commander's job, I think it was just announced that Johnson was going to be the new head coach there. Uh, does that leave Eric Bieniemy as a free agent coach or OC that Buffalo might look at? So I don't think it's been announced that Ben Johnson's been, you know, their head coach. I think it sounds like that could happen. In Washington? Yeah. I think I think what he's referencing is Boomer Esiason said it was a lock yesterday that Johnson would go to Washington. Okay. Um, so if Biennemi got freed up, well, I guess what I still have Joe Brady, though. Yep. I'm not losing Joe Brady to Washington. I'm not losing no. him. no. So I would be moving on from Joe Brady to bring in Eric Bieniemy. I guess I don't really know that I need to do that. It, Bieniemy did throw the ball a ton when he got to Washington this year, but it didn't necessarily go great. Wouldn't we all be very, very surprised if Joe Brady didn't, didn't get the job? I, I think I would. Like If you were yeah. putting odds on it, 
a money line, isn't it? Minus five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Brady's got to be such a favorite to keep that job. McDermott's happy. Allen's happy. All the guys love him. You could make a case about, and this will be something maybe we learn about Joe Brady in the offseason. Think of it this way. He could never answer that question until now. What kind of offense do you want? He could never say that mm-hmm. because he was given the job on an interim basis. Mm-hmm. And if he, if he had come out in week 14, Joe, and said, yeah, I'm doing the best I can, but pff, let me tell you, I, w- I, I don't want any part of a Deontay Hardy on this team. Not that he would, <laughs> not that he would specifically say that, mm-hmm. but the kind of offense, the kind of plays that Joe Brady wants to run, you've pointed this out as a hope that maybe they were run heavy because they don't have the kind of weapons that his passing game calls for. Right. And that is available. But I'm eager to see what Brady has to say and who who makes the decisions on what this offense looks like. It's been pointed out often that, you know, his time in LSU, they were a, a, a wagon that threw the ball. Mm-hmm. They had Burrow, Chase, and, and Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. So if <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. And like but two other NFL receivers, too, that escape me now. Is it like Martavis Bryant? No, he's, uh, he's no, uh, T- Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall And Jr. there was another one, okay. I think. But yeah. Yeah. So, and great, LSU. Well, and then Carolina, you know, I've pointed out that, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback, so there was only so many numbers you were going to put up there. But he had three good wide receivers. They, like, all had 900 yards plus in, um, it was DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Who are, like... As a trio, that's a that's a well. Let's say it the way Diggs played it the second half of the year. I think I can say it. That's a better trio than what the Bills had, right? At the second half of the season, at the time too, because Robbie Anderson was good then. Um, Maybe it was deeper. At least you had more options. I mean, Samuel was a yak king type of guy, and Moore has been good for a while. Like he, he all to say, like his past indicates that he want, he's going to want receivers. If they ask his opinion, if they hire him as the full-time offensive coordinator, and they ask Joe Brady, hey, okay, so in your opinion, if I'm Brandon Bean, what should I be looking to do this offseason? What would your preference be? Isn't he just banging the drum for receiver, receiver, receiver? Give me yeah. speed. I need speed at receiver. All those bubble screens that I ran to Stephon Diggs, those handoffs that I gave to Stephon Diggs, I, I, need, I need my Curtis Samuel type. I need my Debo Samuel light. Like, I, I did it with Diggs because he's the closest I had and I was trying to get him involved, but I don't want to use him that way. I'd like to use a different player in the, those same type of areas. Right. How many other guys do that like Debo does? You know who did that I a mean, lot? Curtis Samuel is a free agent. You know who is did he going to ask for his former player, Curtis Samuel? How old is he? I think he's, like, he's younger than you think. I mean, okay. he's not I, super I, young. I, but I sent him to you in our low-sad dynasty league for one waiver wire dollar, right? Because he was so far he, down the depth chart. He's 27. Okay. He might be cheap. That's Yeah, because that, that, he, he didn't have a great year this year. That's a guy yards. where you move on from Hardy and bring in Curtis Samuel, if you th- you like that skill set more. Right. I was going to say, who else does what Debo does, but maybe not on the level? Gets the ball in the backfield, used in a lot of ways. Jaden Reed they did that with. Yeah. Yes. The, the Packers hand the ball to Jaden Reed occasionally, and he mm-hmm. r- rips off some runs. All right, 803-0550, we'll get a break in. If you're on hold, stick with us. We'll go right to your calls, uh, Jordan and Vic, right to you. Talk about Harbaugh and kind of what's it, what it means because this AFC and this league is always fluid, and a lot of these teams behind the Bills are making moves to move ahead of the Bills and ahead of the Chiefs and ahead of Baltimore and all that. Sean Stepner joins us at seven from Baltimore. I 
he used to work here in Buffalo. I told him we want him to come on to convince us the Ravens are going to win uh, and mm-hmm. beat Mahomes for America. So that's what I want to happen. <laughs> we'll talk to him coming up at 7. Chris Trapasso, his first mock draft is out, has a wide receiver going to the Bills. That's coming up at 8. Niagara's got a big basketball game coming up tomorrow. We'll talk with their head coach, Greg Paulus, today as well. Jeremy and Joe and your phone calls right when we return. We'll get right back to you here on WGR. Continue to cough it up in their own zone. Robinson for Tuck with a quick shot. He scores. What a pass by Robinson to Tuck who buries it. And the Sabres have the lead at 4-3 with 14-11 to go in the third period. One of your moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. The Sabres win. We'll talk to Paul Hamilton about it at 7-30. They win. Comeback win. The Kings had a 3-1 edge and the Sabres beat them. Todd McClellan said the game was an, was embarrassing. And then Drew Doughty called out teammates and said there are too many players worried about their own points as opposed, mm. as opposed to wins. So trouble in paradise for the Kings. They have lost, I think it's uh, 9 of 11 now. Yeah. So it's not going well for them. Jeremy and Joe talking with you about the Jim Harbaugh news. It's the news of the day. We're waiting for what? Belichick to go to Atlanta if it ever happens. But here's Harbaugh to the Chargers who have a franchise quarterback who's very good. And other than that, they've been a disappointment. So... Harbaugh to the Chargers with Justin Herbert. I like the point you made about, and a few have made this on Twitter. You know, he's kind of a CEO. And how many how many coaches in the NFL are like that? Is uh, Tomlin is called that? I've heard is, before. Is, was Pete Carroll one of those? Yeah, yeah. Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, Tomlin, and is that is that John Harbaugh too? I don't know. I'm thinking of maybe I don't want to just do guys that don't call their own plays, you know. But that's that's something that the thing I've heard about that reason that that's been described about Tomlin is that he's not really involved in game planning during the week, which is why he's been called like more of a CEO. So he just shows up and tells them to punt. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know if it's going to be like that for uh, for for Jim Harbaugh. How is he with all that stuff? By the way, Harbaugh. It's a great question. I don't that I don't know. Yeah. Twitter pull up we've got is the Chargers now have a better coach than the Bills. You can vote on that on Twitter. You can give us a call. You can defend Sean McDermott. You can say the Chargers have a better coach. You know, we're open to it, whatever you want. He does cheat. Harbaugh? Yeah, it's worth it's worth mentioning. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how he'll do it here. <laughs> but he'll he'll find a way. Three. Mike, Mike Freeman from USA Today, by the way, writes, it's only a matter of time before Jim Harbaugh wins the Super Bowl with the Chargers. Would you bet he's going to win a Super Bowl with the Chargers? That's a good question. He's going to be there. He's 60. So. His, his job is definitely tougher by being in the, the Chiefs division. Yes. You know. Very. It's not a division you can just walk to. All right. So. I guess the other two teams kind of stink, right? Which helps a little bit, I guess. But it, it doesn't matter. The Chiefs are there. The Chiefs are there, and you've got to get by them. And the Chargers have played the Chiefs close in the last few years, but they just lose to them all the time. Mm-hmm. The thing I wonder about the Chargers now is... You know, as you point out the CEO thing, Harbaugh, you don't have to like him. I got a tweet about his personality. That's why he left San Francisco. The guy gets results. Everywhere he's gone, he's got results. And he got hired because, you know, you're not paid to be a nice person. You're not paid to get along with the owners. Maybe the owners of the Chargers are like, hey, we don't even care if you're, you know, not nice to be around. Go ahead. Right, we'll get out of your way. They're also the Chargers, you know, like right. 
they are they'll, they'll they'll take anybody I bet that can get them back to any form of respectability versus you know but he, the, the Niners had gone on that run and then what is it Jed York there like they've they've yeah. got there that's a respectable organization if if you're behind the scenes just acting like a jerk every day for like three years you know that might be an organization where you could see it not you know not lasting as long as it would with the Chargers who might just do whatever you want. But Harbaugh took Stanford from four and eight his first year to twelve and one. Mm-hmm. And then he took Michigan from perennial good, but not winning enough, not ever beating Ohio State. Right? That was yeah. Yeah. Ohio State. Honestly, how how similar is this? Ohio State is now the Chiefs for him. Hey, we're in this team's division. Chiefs and we, are now Ohio State. You uh, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like now you've got to get by that team that we never get by. And he looks at that and says, like, I did it with the Buckeyes. I'll do it with the Chiefs. That's what he did with Michigan. Mm-hmm. They won a couple in a row, and then they get up all the way to the national championship, and he can walk away, say the job's done, and go, like you said, as you told the story in the first hour, about how he's, he was always going to go back to the NFL. Now he gets to try and, all right, let me lift this franchise by their Ohio State and all the way to the top. Vic and Amherst. Hey, Vic, good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Good. 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 Here, here, here's my observation from a 32-year season ticket holder, been to three Super Bowls. I remember in the glory days when the Bills had a tough loss, uh, Tally, Bruce Smith, Tasker, Jim Kelly, right into the mic, right to the microphone, cameras in their face. You could just see the agony in their voice. You, you've got paper tiger leadership on this team. I don't mean Josh. I don't mean Knox, guys like Diggs, guys like Von Miller. They get their butts whipped on Sunday. No comment from them after the game. They're out the door. Locker cleanup. They're nowhere to be found. Not one comment. Where is the leadership, not only them, but where is the leadership with McDermott and Bean to allow this? This is ridiculous. All the cap money tied up with these guys, and they don't have the courtesy to the fans and the other players to face the music. And we wonder why we don't win. Uh, the media, the print media in this town is so weak. They don't call them. They don't call call them on this. That's ridiculous. Well, I think the print media does call them on it, and I mean, it really comes down to what bothers you and what what you know. And what is face the music? necessarily mean, answer, answer like, questions about losses listen the, like this point is not okay. lost on me i guess it, it comes down to how much you care about it and me i'm i don't and i'm i'm not telling you you shouldn't you know these the print media the radio media i mean it's print it's sal it's tv to get these guys after i mean do you here's what i would ask about that to, to your point vic and th- thanks for the phone call is I've I've come to lean on this statement a lot. Leadership's in the eye of the beholder. What's more leadership? To stand there and answer questions and say you're sad and tell people how sad you are, or to bust your butt all off season and be ready to go? Like what's true leadership? Hmm. Because we do this a lot. If you call out you how often do you hear someone say, I just want someone to throw someone in a locker, someone to be mad, someone to show they care. And then if they do, it's like, wow, look at this guy calling out his teammate. 
Mm. It's all being, in one. Uh, being a me guy. Sure. It's said. all. Yeah. It's leadership is in the eye of the beholder. Josh Allen, not a criticism here. He, he does what he needs to do. What does he say about his offseason? He unplugs, goes away, doesn't throw a football, doesn't, right. doesn't stay in shape. He said last year that <laughs> the trainers would be mad at him for the shape he's in. Like, don't mm. tell the trainers about this. He goes and plays a lot of golf, and he gets away from football. Yeah, fast food. Yeah. yeah. He talked about that. Yeah. Some guys stay in peak form all year and never get out. Which one's the better leader? It depends what you think. Leadership's in the eye of the beholder. So it's a different world. If Stefan Diggs or any of these guys wants to get a message out to the fans, he has the ability to post it. Mm-hmm. He can send a message. He can make it cryptic. He can write a big, long he can art- write an article in the Players' Tribune. I have, like, whether it's Deion Dawkins in the tri- Players' Tribune or um, LaShawn McCoy did something like that. These guys have their own media worlds. If they want to tell you what they think, they will. And I, I don't expect it to be a popular opinion, especially with a lot of my colleagues that do hard work in the reporting world. So I, I feel bad to say it, but I don't really care. I don't care that Diggs left last year. I don't care that he left this year. If Josh Allen had not spoken to the media after the game, I mean, it wouldn't bother me. And the main reason is we are allowed to just kind of say what we think about what they're doing. And if they want the microphone, it's there for them. If Diggs wanted to speak, he could talk today. And if he doesn't want to, well, then, and this is part of the point here, Vic, then you're free to make that judgment and he's not responding to it. You know what I mean? You can say he's a bad leader. By not doing that, he's running the risk of people thinking that. And if he's cool with that, then what am I supposed to do? So, I don't know. I've got stories of those Bills teams going out and partying the night before the Super Bowl. Did they answer the music after the game? <laughs> What's the good leadership? Right? Mm. They partied all that week is the story. Yeah. Did they speak to the media afterwards? That's that's a story that gets told, right? I don't know if Norwood was, but Norwood sat. I always hear about how Norwood sat for like forty minutes after after that game ended. Do you need it to see him anguish? Yeah. Is I mean, is that what you want? Sometimes I feel like a lot of this stuff is performative. Yeah, I I agree with this because people don't like. What does McDermott ever say after a game? He faces the music because he has to. What does he ever really say? They lost to the Chiefs, and he said, "We're going to learn from it. We're going to grow." I mean, is that the leadership and accountability that really matters? Or is that just, all right, get out there, answer your 10 questions, and get out of here? You know, again, like not, not to be critical, just to – it's maybe a sad reflection of how things have gotten in this way, but I, I, don't, I don't dwell on it. I don't think – I don't pretend to know what, you know, what all of this really is like behind the scenes where it really matters, right? Because McDermott – can get up and say whatever he wants in front of the media, but in terms of what the players believe to be leadership, none of that will matter to yeah, them. That's right. You know, uh, regard. You know, unless there's like some overt, obvious, like I thought Stephon Diggs was terrible today. You know, like he can't yeah, dropping that football. He let us all down. You know, like if if he did that, you know, <laughs> then that would be different. Right. But you don't hear that ever. So what happens in the locker room and in the meeting rooms? is, to me, more of all the stuff the caller's asking about. And we don't get to know that except for, you know, the 20-plus sources that Tyler Dunn talked to during the season. And that's where I'd have my question marks. But that's the only place I'd have my question marks because everything else is guesswork. Yeah. Thanks, Vic, for the phone call. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just 
it's a different world. We've got this point about the Sabres. They lose a game and guys are out of the locker room. It's Whether it's this generation of athlete, and I don't even say that as a, as a negative, the reality is they don't need the media the way that they used to. They have their own media. That being said, if Diggs does send a cryptic tweet out, uh, or a tweet at all at any point, isn't it going to be like, oh, here we go. That depends. I, I don't. I don't want that to happen. But you, as a person, can, well, you can decide whether or not you want to care about it. Well, that's what I mean. Like last year, a lot of people chose to care about it, but didn't they choose to care about it because he was demonstrative in the playoff game against the Bengals, and then didn't stay in the locker room after? Right. Diggs, I don't think cares about that. You know, he's kind of made it clear he doesn't care. You know what people think about that, but he didn't do that this year. So, are we? Are we just not? Are, can we not play the? He tweeted, you know, about anything. It could be about pretzels. And he just, <laughs> or, oh, what does he mean by this? He did tweet about pretzels last year, didn't he? Wasn't it pretzels? I'm pretty sure there's Or was it, uh, he, tw- he tweeted about the uh, chocolate chip cookies that the Doubletree gives out. Oh, that's right. Yes. Did he also tweet about pretzels? I think I there was remember. a pretzels tweet. He and hasn't tweeted in a while, by the way. I did just check during this conversation. Uh-oh. What like does the silence mean? <laughs> what does the silence mean? <laughs> Meanwhile, in Dallas... Got some drama. Oh, some social media drama. Dak's yeah. mom is arguing with wow. Micah Parsons' brother. Yeah, and Dak. Just... Yeah, Ceedee Lamb's mom wants Dak gone. Yeah. No. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy and Joe. Thanks for the phone calls. Sean Stepner joins us top of the hour. We'll preview Ravens Chiefs. And I, I, maybe I should be not saying this. We're all rooting for the Ravens, right? I'll ask you yes. that. I'll ask Josh that, just to make sure. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Jeremy and Joe here on WGR. Went to the break asking a question about the Ravens and the Chiefs. Are we all rooting for the Ravens? We've got Sean Stepner, WMAR, in Baltimore to talk about this game coming up next. The only reason you wouldn't is if you just don't want another team fan base to win one before the Bills do, right? Well, they don't have to win it. They could just go. The Niners have could, a different team. You could root for the Niners to beat the Ravens or the Lions to beat the Ravens. But, but even even if they just go, like that is, you know, it's something. Lamar going to the Super Bowl. Chris in Rochester on this. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I, I, Joe just stole my point. Good morning, guys. Um, you know, for me, it, it's uh, I'm a Bills fan, but I'm also a Josh Allen fan, and uh, I just feel like for that dude's legacy to have another quarterback go, you know, mm. before him. I just don't want to see that happen. That, that's really the thing for me is yeah. when you look at you know his postseason performances and kind of the failure around him from a team perspective, I just don't want to see another guy get there. And then that just adds to the conversation next year of, oh, well, Lamar did it now too, you know? Yeah. Could I change your mind by sending you one video of Nick Wright saying that Mahomes is already better than Brady and doesn't get enough credit? <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chris. He, he and Colin Cowherd well, talking about how Brady is soon to be Bill Russell and he won because he's in a great system. Well, like that, that they're already rewriting the history of the Patriots. Oh, well, it's Kraft and it's Belichick, something we immediately know to be false. Yeah. And it's a, it's an incredible thing. I how much do we care about that though? How much do we care? Not not even that specifically about Nick Wright. How much do we care about Mahomes passing Brady? I don't care as, about, the, as the goat. I don't care about Mahomes passing Brady. What I care about is having every single season of our lives not matter, no matter what happens, because 
everyone's just going to say, yeah, but Mahomes is going to win it. It makes everything more meaningless. My point, mm. I'm 100% rooting for the Ravens. And rather than view it through the prism of another guy got to a Super Bowl before Josh Allen, mm. I would like it to be a little bit more of, yeah, Mahomes is great, but of course he can be beaten. Just because the Bills yeah. se- seem to struggle with this hurdle. If I've got Cincinnati and Baltimore that have both been able to do it in the playoffs, then there's very much a, well, yeah, there might be more pressure on the Bills to to do it. Yeah. And maybe, if I could like play some three-dimensional chess here, I don't know, if you're someone that doesn't like McDermott, don't you want other guys beating the Chiefs? If McD- if, if, oh, if, if, as more evidence. If the Chiefs yeah, beat everybody, like if the Chiefs beat the Ravens, like, hey, what, are you going to fire John Harbaugh because he can't put, mm. no. Or if, if the Ravens win, too, and it's, the, their defense is great. I, I think their defense might have success against the probably will have success against the Chiefs' offense. And it's another, you know, add the list Lou, to Lou, right now it's Lou Anarumo, right? That's figured out how to stop Mahomes in the playoffs. Yep. Now if I add, what is the Ravens guy, Mike McDonald? Mike McDonald. Add Mike McDonald to that list. And now, hey, hey, Sean, i got two guys that have figured out how to do it in the playoffs. Yeah. You've had that's three tries and it still hasn't happened. I'd I'd like a little bit more of uh, a little more parity in the AFC than just sleepwalking through the season and having the Chiefs just win it again. So I'm all Ravens. I don't think that Lamar making it. I know how it works. I also like I know, rooting I, for Lamar. So like I I don't I'm not on that side. Yeah. I mean, does Lamar making it really reflect negatively on Allen? Doesn't everybody think Allen's awesome? Yes, but it would, I guess, you know, increase the pressure to get there. Right now, you might have a shared um, experience. You know, there's of all the anyone that wants to make a, a a point about how well this guy hasn't this guy hasn't done it in the playoffs. This guy hasn't won yet. You know what's going on? Can't win the big one. Every quarterback that does it, more of the microscope goes on Allen for that. Where now he if, if he becomes the only top quarterback in the AFC that hasn't made it to a Super Bowl, then suddenly he's different from Burrow, he's different from Lamar Jackson, he's different from Mahomes, and now all that attention is on him on, as opposed to him all, sharing all, it. All that Lamar attention's Jackson. on who? Allen. Who? Who's that really come on? I mean, it should go on McDermott. I think it does. I really think it does. 803 On this matchup, we'll talk a little Ravens neck with Sean Stepner, uh, formerly of Buffalo Television. Now, talking Ravens. He's up next on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.